Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast, where we are committed to bringing you brand new original or adapted stories once a week. To support Stories Podcast in our effort to provide you and your family new material on a regular basis, head to patreon.com slash stories podcast and pledge to make a small monthly donation. All of the money donated will go right back into improving the podcast so that we are able to bring you the best work we are capable of producing. Thank you for your support. And now, here's the episode. Stories Podcast is brought to you by Chase. Millennials are skipping the starter home and buying more three- to four-bedroom houses than prior generations. This means a larger down payment. Until you save money back up again, you're temporarily house-rich. Chase can help you build up your funds again by saving you money over time. While other lenders incentivize the upfront transaction, Chase is there for you in the long run. They actively manage your mortgage over time and help you lower your payments or pay it all off faster. As a Chase customer, they'll save you money over time by showing you how you can lower your monthly payment. Chase, make more of what's yours. Learn more at chase.com stories. All home lending products are subject to credit and property approval. Rates, program terms, and conditions are subject to change without notice. Not all products are available in all states or for all amounts. Other restrictions and limitations apply. Home lending products offered by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. and Equal Housing Lender. Summer is finally here. It's time for beach days and barbecues, family vacations, and quality time with the ones you love. I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend a whole day getting my hair colored at the salon when I could be outside playing frisbee with my dog, but I also don't want to take a chance on a box kit from the drugstore. Now there's another option, Madison Reed. It took a strong woman to shake up the hair coloring world, and Amy Errett did just that with Madison Reed, the company she named after her daughter. Madison Reed offers gorgeous, professional hair color delivered to your door for less than $25. What makes their color unique is that it's crafted by master colorists who blend nuances of light, dark, cool, and warm to create over 45 gorgeous, multi-tonal shades. Clients agree. With Madison Reed, you get gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking, fresh-from-the-salon hair. But you can do it yourself at home. Get an expert color consultation or take the color quiz at madison-reed.com. And right now, Stories Podcast listeners get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code STORIES. That's code STORIES for 10% off your first color kit plus free shipping. Hansel and Gretel and the Apple Trees Once upon a time, in a land not too far away, there stood a tiny cottage on the edge of a great forest— It had walls made of sod and a roof thatched in straw, and inside it lived a man named Otto and his wife, Anna. They were very much in love, and one day, Anna became pregnant and gave birth to a set of twins, one boy and one girl. Otto and Anna named their new children Hansel and Gretel, and for a few years, they were very happy. Hansel and Gretel were strong and healthy, with bright, eager minds and silly spirits, and every day they seemed to grow taller and taller. Otto and Anna were very proud. But then, a harsh winter turned into a harsh spring, and no food would grow in Otto and Anna's fields, or in any of the fields of their neighbors. A famine had fallen on their village, and everyone was hungry. Otto and Anna found jobs in the town and worked very hard so they would be able to buy food to eat. But because everyone in the town was in the same boat, resources were meager. 
For dinner most nights, Otto, Anna, Hansel, and Gretel ate boiled potatoes with slices of crusty bread. Otto was worried that his children would stop growing so big and strong without the proper nutrition. Anna was sad that she couldn't cook them her father's famous apple strudel. They both felt guilty that they were not able to give their children everything they deserved. Hansel and Gretel knew this. They also knew that their parents were working hard and doing the best they could. So they decided to help. I'm pretty sure there are some apple trees in the woods, said Hansel one day, looking out the window into the forest in his backyard. Oh, yeah, said Gretel, who was very busy drawing pictures of cats, her favorite animal. So? So I think we should go and pick some. Apples are good for you, so Dad'll be happy that we're eating them. And they're the most important ingredient in Grandpa's apple strudel recipe that Mom wants to make. I think the most important ingredient in the apple strudel recipe is butter. Okay, well, the second most important is apples, then. Yeah, you're right, Gretel said, looking up from her artwork. Do you know where the apple trees are? Not exactly, but I know I've seen them. Why don't we go out and look? It'll be really fun to surprise Mom and Dad with a whole bunch of apples when they get home from work. It would be really fun. Let's do it. Gretel put her pencils and paper away, and she and Hansel gathered some potatoes and bread and water to eat for lunch and set out to find the apple trees in the forest. It turned out the apple trees were kind of hard to find. Hansel, Gretel whined as she swung the empty basket that had once held the potatoes and bread they'd eaten for lunch. We've been walking forever and I'm tired. Where are the trees? I'm pretty sure they're around here somewhere. I think we'll find them if we just turn this corner and here they are. Oh, hooray, shouted Gretel. And she and Hansel ran towards a grove filled with apple trees, each branch heavy with ripe red apples. They picked armfuls and armfuls of them and put them in their basket to carry home with them. When the basket was full, Hansel and Gretel each ate one of the delicious fruits, savoring every crisp, satisfying bite. When they were finished, they were eager to head home and surprise their parents with their incredible bounty. Dusk had fallen, and the tall trees cast shadows on the path they'd come from. Hansel, we've taken so many twists and turns to get here. How will we find our way home now that it's getting dark? Hansel smiled, and he told her, I scatter these pebbles to find our way home. Little white stones on the ground we have roamed. The trees look the same and the paths overgrown. But these pebbles will guide us back home. We'll follow the pebbles and find our way home. No, no. Superb. We'll follow the pebbles and find our way home. Though night has fallen dark and low, the pebbles are shining bright in the moon's glow. They'll help us to find our way home. And they did. Hansel and Gretel followed each pebble and arrived home just before dinner time. Their parents were so happy about the apples. 
They ate apple strudel that night, apple pie the next, apple crisp and apple sauce, apple turnovers and apple cider. They had enough apples to last for weeks. And during those weeks, everyone in the house was in a better mood. It was as if the apples had made the whole famine go away and made the whole family, Otto, Anna, Hansel, and Gretel, feel as though they were rich as kings and queens. So when the apples ran out, everyone was very sad. I think we need to go get more apples, Gretel said to Hansel one day. I don't know, he said. The season's almost over. We might not be able to get any good ones. But we should go try anyway. Come on, don't you think we all seemed happier when we had all the apples in the house? Yeah, all those strudels were really good. And I guess I have been kind of bummed out lately. Exactly. So have I. And Mom and Dad, too. Let's go get more apples. Then everything will be great again. Okay. Hansel agreed, and he and Gretel again gathered some potatoes and bread and water to eat for lunch and set out once more to find the apples in the forest. The apple trees were still hard to find the second time around. Hansel and Gretel took just as many twists and turns trying to get to them, and this time it took much longer. By the time they finally got to the trees, it was getting very dark. Let's hurry up and get the apples, okay, said Hansel. It's probably almost dinner time. Mom and Dad might get worried. Uh-oh, Gretel responded. Hansel, I think all the apples are gone. And they were. There were hardly any on the trees, and the ones that were there were shriveled and hard. There were plenty on the ground, but those ones were soft and rotten and looked like they'd been stepped on or maybe chewed by wild animals. Yeah, Hansel said. I thought that might happen. It's just too late in the year. Oh, no, said Gretel, beginning to cry. I just wanted to make everyone happier, and now it's dark and we're missing dinner and there are no apples. <laughs> it's going to be okay, said Hansel, and he gave her a big hug. Let's just head home. I didn't have any pebbles this time, so I just used crumbs from the rolls at lunch, but we'll probably recognize the way anyway since we've done it before. But they didn't, and about halfway home, the breadcrumbs disappeared. Animals probably ate them. Why didn't I think of that? Hansel said. Now it's going to take us twice as long to get home and it's already dark. Don't beat yourself up, Hansel. We're probably better off just finding a place to sleep tonight and trying to get home in the morning, said Gretel. It'll be easier to find our way when it's light out. I guess so, said Hansel. Mom and Dad will be worried. I know, said Gretel. But there's not really anything we can do about that right now. We'll be home soon enough. They'll understand. So they found a soft spot of ground, laid out their picnic blanket from lunch, curled up, and went to sleep. Hansel and Gretel woke with the sun the next morning, and they couldn't believe their eyes. Do you see what I see? cried Hansel incredulously. Do you see a house made of gingerbread and candy? Because that's what I see, Gretel replied excitedly. Can we eat it? Hansel thought for a moment, his stomach rumbling with hunger. They'd skipped dinner last night because they hadn't made it home, and now it was time for breakfast. Do you think anyone lives there? asked Hansel. What kind of a person lives in a house made of desserts? I bet it's just an art project or something. I don't know. I can't imagine anyone lives in it. How would they stop themselves from eating it? You're right. I bet it's just a big decoration or something. I suppose it wouldn't hurt if we just nibbled on it. Yeah, Gretel replied eagerly. We'll just nibble. I bet no one will even notice. Gretel's stomach was rumbling, too, and with one last look at each other, she and Hansel launched forward toward the house. They tried to contain themselves, but they were so hungry. 
Ansel could just reach the roof, which had been shingled in chocolate cookies and frosting, so he set to work eating little bits here and there, trying not to create any noticeable damage. Gretel had found some gumdrop decorations near the windows at the front of the house and began to nibble those. They were delicious. There were candy canes and marzipan, too, with chocolate drops and caramel and delicious frosting held the whole thing together. Hansel and Gretel couldn't believe their luck. They ate little bits here and there over all the different parts of the house, trying not to ruin any of it, and finally their tummies began to quiet. But in the end, they noticed some stirring coming from inside the house. Gretel, do you hear that? Yeah, what do you think it is? It couldn't be, uh... And just then, the sugar wafer front door flung open, and a tiny old woman stepped out onto the fudgy front walk. She had a hunchback and leaned heavily on a twisted wooden cane for support. The wrinkles on her face were deep like trenches, and her skin had a mild greenish cast, like maybe she was a little sick. Her hair was wild and white, standing straight out in a kind of a mane around her head. What are you doing to my house? Hansel and Gretel didn't have any time to hide. She had spotted them. I see you, little girl, and you too, young man. Who do you think you are snacking on my house like that? Hansel and Gretel's full tummies sank. Gretel spoke first, timidly. I'm sorry, ma'am. We got lost in the woods last night, and we were so hungry this morning when we woke up. We thought your house was so beautiful that it must just be some kind of decoration. We only meant to nibble at it. We didn't want to do any harm. Gretel surveyed the area that she had been eating and realized that she'd done a lot more damage than she'd meant to. There were quite a few gumdrops missing from the side of the house that were now resting in her uneasy belly. Hansel had also eaten quite a lot of the cookie roof shingles and the frosting fixative, and there were quite a bit of incriminating crumbs stuck to the corners of his mouth. We really didn't mean to hurt anything, said Hansel. Can we help you fix it? The old woman looked them up and down and licked her lips, a slow smile creeping across her face as she did so. I suppose I can put you to work. Come inside. The inside of the old woman's house looked just as delicious as the outside, and it smelled amazing, like freshly baked cookies. In the center of everything was a huge oven. Do you think that's where she baked her house? Gretel whispered to Hansel. Do not eat anything you see in here. I don't need you ruining the inside of my house, too, the old woman shouted at the children, but Hansel and Gretel knew better than to try that. Truth be told, now that their stomachs were so full of sweets, they weren't feeling so great. In fact... They were feeling pretty terrible. Uh, Gretel, are you feeling as gross as I am? Yeah, and I'm really sleepy, too. I'm not sure I can stay awake for too much longer. And Gretel collapsed onto the floor, snoring loudly. What's going on? Hansel yelled at the old woman, who had begun to cackle menacingly. But before he could get his answer, Hansel felt his eyes closing, and he fell to the floor beside his sister. When they awoke, Hansel and Gretel were sitting on chairs made of sugar, and their arms and legs were bound with licorice. They were trapped. The old woman was standing at her countertop, reading from a recipe book and stirring a huge pot on the stovetop. In the center of everything, the giant oven glowed bright red, and it was so hot that Hansel and Gretel could feel the immense heat from where they were sitting. "'What's going on?' Gretel asked the old woman. "'Why did you do this to us?' The old woman laughed gleefully. Haven't you figured it out by now, kitties? Oh, no, said Hansel as he began to understand. Gretel, she's a witch. 
Hansel and Gretel had grown up hearing stories about witches and warlocks that lived in the woods, but they'd never believed in them. The stories always sounded so silly. Who would believe that there were terrible people who lived in houses in the woods and used magic spells to trick small children into coming inside so they could cook them up and eat them for dinner? Evidently, Hansel and Gretel should have taken those stories a little more to heart. <laughs> the witch laughed again, and then she began to sing. of cookies, caramels, and sweets, and greedy kids from all around come to it, and then they eat my tummy hurts, they say and cry, and then they fall asleep. When they awake, they find they're tied and the oven's on preheat. I stir all the fixings in my pot and ready my roasting pan, for when the oven's all the way hot, I cook them, that's my plan. The witch continued to giggle and hum to herself while Hansel and Gretel looked at each other with wild, panicked eyes. What do we do? Hansel said to Gretel. I don't want to be cooked in that huge oven. What do you think I do? Gretel said back. We have to get out of this. Just stay calm. Stay calm? Hansel hissed. We're about to be cooked and eaten by a witch in the middle of a forest. I know, said Gretel. But if we don't stay calm, we'll never come up with a plan and we'll end up in the roasting pan for sure. You're right, Hansel said back, taking a deep breath. We can get out of this. I think the first thing we should do is work on getting untied. We can't do anything if we're tied up. You're right, okay. My licorice ties feel kind of melty since it's so hot in here. Do yours? But before Gretel could answer, the witch stopped humming. Little girl, she called sharply. Come here. And with a wave of the witch's hand, the licorice that had bound Gretel to her chair vanished and she was able to stand up and walk slowly toward the witch. Climb into this oven, girl, and tell me if it's hot enough. Uh-oh. That did not sound safe to Gretel. She decided to stall. Um, I'm sorry, what do you want me to do? I missed it. Climb into this oven and tell me if it's hot enough. You want me to climb in? Isn't that what I just said? Yes, yeah, sorry, I was just double-checking. <laughs> Guess I'm feeling a little loopy from all that sugar. So you want me to climb inside of it? How will I know if it's hot enough? That feels kind of subjective. You know, what's hot enough for you might not be hot enough for me or vice versa. So I don't know if I really feel comfortable making an executive call on that. The witch shrieked with anger. You must be the dumbest girl I have ever stolen. Just climb inside like this. And the witch lowered the massive oven's door and began to climb inside. Gretel couldn't believe her luck. She reared back and with all her might shoved the frail old witch into the oven and slammed the door behind her. The witch cried from inside the oven. You nasty child! You let me out of here right now! And she began to bang on the heavy door of the oven from the inside, trying to open it up and free herself. Gretel was straining to hold it shut. Apparently, the witch was much stronger than she looked. Luckily, Hansel had been working on wriggling out of his half-melted licorice bondage, and he was finally able to break free and run to Gretel's aid. Together, they held the door shut until the witch's cries had faded away and she was no longer trying to free herself from the oven. Once they realized they could let go without the witch springing forth and trying to eat them again, Hansel and Gretel didn't waste any time in the gingerbread cottage. They ran towards the door and ran back into the woods where it was bright day and everything looked more familiar than it had the night before. Come on, Gretel, Hansel yelled. I think it's this way. Wait, Hansel, look, 
Gretel said, pointing to the house, or, more accurately, where the house had been. It's gone, she cried out, and it was. The beautiful, partially eaten gingerbread house had totally disappeared. Huh, said Hansel. Must have been an enchantment or something. And now that the witch is gone, the house is gone too. Hansel and Gretel walked swiftly through the woods towards home, finally able to tell where they needed to go now that it was light out. Even though they knew the witch was gone and the house had disappeared, they still walked quickly, desperately hoping to reach home before anything else terrible happened. At home, their parents were pacing and anxious, wondering where their children could possibly be, and torn between going out to search and waiting for them at home. When Hansel and Gretel burst through the door, everyone burst into tears, so happy to be safe and reunited. I'm so sorry, Mom and Dad, said Hansel. I just wanted to get us some more apples so we could all be happy again. The thing that makes us the most happy is having our whole family together under one roof, said Otto. We don't need any apples, said Anna. Just you. And it was true. The rest of that year was hard. The famine plagued the whole town and everyone was a little hungry and a lot sick of potatoes just about all the time. But the next year, the harvest was plentiful. Otto and Anna and Hansel and Gretel had all the vegetables and fruits they needed, plus butter and milk and cheese and bread, and even apples for apple strudel. Hansel and Gretel grew big and tall, taller than both of their parents. They hardly remembered that they had even had a hard year at all. But Hansel and Gretel never forgot their encounter with the witch, not even when they were very old, and they never ate candy again. The End Hansel and Gretel and the Apple Trees was adapted and performed by Amanda Weldon and produced by Jake Letizia. Stories Podcast was created by Daniel Hines. Thanks for listening!